Father God, Lord, we just thank you for for tonight, Lord, everyone being able to get here safely, Lord. We pray for those that are in this room, those that are watching, the rest of the community at our church, Lord, that we all can steward what you've blessed us with, Lord, but also not making an idol of the money that can that it can become, Lord, and let us just use it wisely. Let us live content, as Pastor taught last week, Lord, and uh, just speak through Jeff and myself tonight, Lord. Use us for your word. Use us to let us glorify you, Lord, in all that we say and all that we do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Welcome back. Welcome back. We have some new faces. I'll get the sign-in sheet going here in a little bit just to make sure we capture your name and email address so you have the information that we're sending out. We're trying to keep a little emails going here to uh, make sure everyone's involved and informed. And also, really, we want to make sure we're gathering information on who's interested in FPU, hopefully in the fall just so that we can have a contact list to reach out to everyone again. This is just a light class, four weeks of high-level overview of some of Dave Ramsey's teaching. We're giving you some glimpses and pieces of, of his ministry and what he does to help uh, the body understand how to manage God's resources God's way. Uh, tonight we have dumping debt, and that's really the big part for most people of getting through FPU is understanding how to dump their debt. That's credit cards, debit, or not debit cards, credit cards, car loans, uh, student loans, mortgage, all that stuff. So we're going to talk about that. But first, I wanted to show you guys just one little video so you can kind of get an idea of what happens when you are debt-free and what you can do. Jeff, why don't you go ahead and run that real quick. Martha's Place, Britain is with us. Hi, Britain. How are you? Hi, Dave. Better than I deserve. Welcome, <laughs> welcome. It's good to have you. Right here in the lobby of Financial Peace Plaza in Martha's Place, Britain is with us. Hi, Britain. How are you? Hi, Dave. Better than I deserve. Welcome, <laughs> welcome. It's good to have you. Where do you live? Kansas City, Missouri. Fun. And what are you doing in Nashville? Dave, I am here um, to scream that I am debt-free. Cool. Are you doing anything else while you're here? I am, I am doing something else. So um, my dad is here with me. He thinks I'm here to scream I'm debt-free uh, for my consumer cards, credit cards, and school loan, de uh, school loan debt that I paid off um, back on Christmas of 2010. I wrote him a check for $6,300. Mm -hmm. um, that was actually the first time I became debt free. Mm -hmm. And then three months later, I purchased a home and I'm actually here to tell my dad that I have paid off my mortgage. Wow, <laughs> look at that. <laughs> That's fabulous. Hey, put Dad on the on the microphones with her, right? Quick, you guys, come on, Cat, jump in there. So, oh um, my well, gosh, how doing, old are you? Um, I turned twenty nine a few weeks ago. Well, congratulations! And what's your house worth? Uh, my home is worth one hundred and twenty five thousand. I purchased a foreclosure loft in the middle of downtown Kansas City. <laughs> what do you make a year? Um, I currently make um, about seventy thousand. Um, when I purchased my home, I was making about thirty five thousand. Wow. 
you are awesome. <laughs> and you got him. I mean, score. <laughs> Boom. You got him. <laughs> this is great. All right, Dad. What's your name? What's your first name, sir? Larry. 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 Welcome, to, welcome to our surprise. Uh, yes. <laughs> this is so fabulous. He, um, I, I contacted Kelly over the summer, and I've been planning this um, for a number of months. He actually didn't even know until yesterday when we were standing in the security line at the Kansas City Airport that we were coming to Nashville. Oh, wow. And then when we landed in Nashville, he asked me, um, what country singer do we get to meet? Because I told him that I had won something and we got to meet some, somebody special. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> well, this is a pretty big <laughs> letdown from that. <laughs> we'll, probably, we'll have to try to rustle you up a country person or something. <laughs> and, and then he didn't know until this morning when we were pulling into your parking lot where we were actually going. So, And wow. now he doesn't know. He thought I was just here to scream off I'm debt free and I he thought I still had a mortgage. So. so, Larry, obviously this is a big deal for you. You must have been talking her into doing this for years. You must, Because, I mean, some people don't care. They're like, oh, well, that's nice. She paid it off. But this is obviously matters to you why why well because as I've told several folks I was my father went bankrupt mm -hmm. and it was probably the best gift he gave us as kids and I've been debt-free pretty much since that time I mean I paid school loans off early in business loans and she came out of school with a surprise debt that I didn't realize and I challenged her she took the challenge paid me off early and and we've watched her grow ever since in her business and her dealings uh, she's self-employed, and, and she makes her own rules, and we're just having fun watching her grow. Yeah, and this is so it's a big deal. This is legacy stuff right here. It is. Yeah, your yeah. whole legacy has shifted. Well, congratulations, Larry. Way to go, Britton. Thank you. So what do you tell all the 29-year-olds who are out there going, oh, you'll never get your house paid off. It's, it's, there's systemic problems with the economy. You can't win in this economy. You yeah. did. You did. How'd I you do did. it? Um, a you, lot you had of different habits, didn't you? I had a, oh yeah so um, I think one of the biggest things is um, you know when we would go out with me and my girlfriends just out and get a, get a bite to eat or something uh, my bill would be five or six dollars because I would be getting the cheapest thing on the happy hour menu and drinking water and my <laughs> friends would be spending 20 and 30 40 dollars because yeah. they were getting the meal and the drinks and but you paid off your house I pay off my house too. You're um, so weird. I am. It feels really good to be weird. <laughs> you are so weird. It, I it love is. it. That is just awesome. So, what do you tell people the key is? Um, when you, somebody hears you paid off your house at 29 years old, what do you tell them? What's your secret? Uh, you have to want it. Mm. You have to really. You want sacrificed, it. didn't you? I sacrificed, and I had. Um, I have a. I have a bigger why. So, so my why is. Um, I've been doing mission trips in Jamaica for a number of years, mm -hmm. and there's more that I want to do there and I and I I needed to get to a certain point in my life that I would be able that would allow me to be able to do more down there and, and mm -hmm. this was what I really wanted to do so I had a bigger why for myself I actually um, this was part of my why so when I when I really got serious about this I I built this little map for myself and and every piece that I got colored in or that I colored in was uh, meant that I saved another thousand dollars ah. towards my bigger goal okay all right. Yeah, there's not any stopping you. Yeah, you've got you've got plans for money. Money's going to be a tool in your hands your whole life. That's excellent. Thank Way you. to go. Way Thank to go. You. Well, congratulations. I'm very proud of you. All right, Larry. You got this one, man. You're proud of her, aren't you? Yes, sir, I am. Yes. That, that's amazing. Way to go, Dad. Excellent stuff. You raised a good one. Uh, you raised a good one. Thank that's, you for that's everything, fun. Dave. 
Well, thank you. All right, Britton, count it down. Let's hear it. All What's right. the total debt paid? So um, it is $50,000, and that's all on my mortgage, uh -huh. so $50,000 in 33 months. And you made 70 a year? Um, I started at 35, and now I'm making 70. Okay, very cool. And you and you just lived on nothing to make this happen. You really did. I, I did. Pretty incredible. Thank you. All right, count it down. Let's hear a great debt-free scream. All right, this one's from my mom. She's out there watching. You ready? <laughs> All right, I'm debt-free! <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> That's pretty good, right? Hey, she's got m more tools. Uh, last week, Pastor said it was bullets. You know, I'm like, okay, we can get behind that. She's got more bullets to do the hunting for, for the kingdom there. So she's got more liquid capital to save, invest, and give, and do all these other things that she's talking about. And, you know, it's just, you have to have that bigger why. You have to get excited about whatever it is is causing you, is pulling you to have control of your finances. While you're here tonight, and driving here after work, in the rain, to get here, there's something that you have to get motivated and inspired about, and that's going to come from within. They archived Madeline and I's video. So it's, it was too, too far ago, and I thought the, the internet had infinite space, but uh, they started taking videos down. So I had to just pull up our old-school debt-free thermometer, and we did a lot of the same things that uh, Britain did, where we were just highlighting those little wins, you know, that first $1,000 emergency fund, all of our little credit card debts, car loans, student loans, student loans, student loans. And, you know, it, we started it right after we got married in uh, November of 2011, and then we completed it May of 2014. Wow, so it's May of 2014, three years ago. And uh, it was $115,000. Let it sink in. That's a big number. That's a lot. That was a hard check to write every month. $4,000 of debt almost every single... I, I went back and like averaged it out. I was like, wow, that's a lot of money that we were throwing at this. But that's because we wanted to be debt-free. We have so many other goals and dreams and callings that we want to accomplish, and we want to have our finances freed up to be able to do that. And we didn't want to be in bondage, you know, having to pay debt payments all the time. So let's do a little bit of a review. And then Jeff is going to highlight and go through how you attack baby step two. So what's baby step one? $1,000. That covers your car for almost anything because you know a guy, right? Everyone has the guy. Hey, if, if you're, something's wrong with your car, you, you have the cursed person you text, you got to get one of those guys and they can do anything for $1,000. Band-Aid, yeah. The, you got to have a few different guys. You got, or you have to have a guy who knows a bunch of guys. So, you know, you have that guy. Then baby step two is debt snowball. Debt snowball, all right? That's where you just line up all your debts, smallest to largest, by uh, the principal amount and just knock them out one at a time. Baby step three, three to six months emergency fund. This is where you build your war chest to, to now insulate you from the bigger issue so you can do more giving, saving, and spending next. What's baby step four? 15%. 15%. That's a lot. That's a lot. People say, oh, you know, you have to pause during baby step two. Well, we're going back now. We're putting 15% in. That's a lot. Especially you get the match. That's 20%. That's a lot of money. So you're starting to build wealth at that point. What's baby step five? College. College fund. Baby step five. Starting to build that 
that legacy and having funds available for those children, however old they may be. If you even save a little bit while kids are in high school, hey, guess what? Maybe that's something that can help them get a small car or whatever you can do for them. So every little bit matters if you can do it in the right order. Baby step six, pay off the house. Pay off the house. I've been told the grass feels different when the house is paid off. <laughs> we will experience that. That is, that is our next goal. Well, we're following the baby steps, but that is our goal to just have that paid for house to really truly free us up to have a, a home for the kingdom of God and have resources available for the kingdom to do other church planning or whatever else we want to do. You just really can go bananas with your giving when you have no bills and you owe no one anything and you have a paid for home. It doesn't, I mean, it just, it gets exponentially crazy at that point. Baby step seven. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Yeah. What is that? Live on 90? Uh, or yeah, no, live on 10, spend, spend, or give 90. So that's the other goal people have said, you know. No, it's uh, build wealth and give. Yeah. 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 The 90 10, the 90 10 flip side. Hey. <laughs> Got to get their cut. All right, any questions before we jump in? Okay, Jeff's going to come down. He's going to start running through the details of Baby Step 2. I'm going to just pass this around so you guys can get a look at it. This is the workbook that accompanies the, uh, the Financial Peace Kit. And so you get that whole kind of blue kit there. Uh, there's also a leader workbook that I, we actually have a copy of, so we don't have to pay for that um, next go around. But just get a look at some of the uh, activities, lessons, and the homework so you can kind of get a feel for it. And we'll just kind of circulate it through the back here uh, so everyone has a chance to see that. True. No, that's a great question. That's a great question. And Dave Ramsey and his team have spent time working on this for like the last 25 years where they really tweaked the formula and looked at it and said, well, we need to have a little bit of sense of urgency behind you. And when you have that big mountain of debt, for us, that was urgent. I'm a, I'm a military guy. I'm disciplined naturally, or maybe it was just I was brainwashed enough to just be disciplined. So. It, it was like, okay, when Madeline and I got married, I was like, okay, how quickly can we do this? Because I saw on Craigslist a, a storage shed that we can live in for $700 a month, and then we have an extra $3,000 to put towards debt every month. And Madeline wasn't quite on board with that. So we had to change, you know, kind of compromise there. So that was like the first part of like, okay, he's kind of crazy, uh, you know, <laughs> getting married. So um, it's really to cre create that sense of urgency to say, we really want to get out of debt. Uh, I have to look up the scripture but about the gazelle fleeing from the hand of the hunter. You have to run to get out of debt. You don't just mosey your way out. And I'll say it again. There you go. Proverbs 6. And I'll tell you right now, too, it's, 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 not, it's the psychological piece. There's a psychological component to this 
that you see the accomplishment when you get out of debt. People get excited. You don't see the, the emergency fund screams. No, I, it's, not, it's not a thing. It's just, I'm debt free. That's the scream. That's where you actually feel the, 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 the weight lifted off of you. But, you know, for whatever reason, it's just, you don't feel the same as like, okay, I saved $10,000. There's like, but when you say, I paid off and I don't owe anybody $10,000, that just feels different. just it's one of those it's one of those things it's not a math thing it's just that's where and, and Jeff's going to talk about this so I'm stealing Jeff's thunder but that's where the debt snowball can really make the impact it's because you feel those debts getting knocked off you're a checklist guy you know it's when you when you start seeing those things get knocked off you get fired up and you get you get more hungry to keep going after it so I wish that momentum stayed for people through baby step three and all the others but getting over that mountain you feel like you can do anything so I'm going to leave it there. Jeff, you're up. Here you go. Test. Thanks, Pastor Mike, for our first debt free screen. That's cool. <laughs> Only in the second week. <laughs> so, um, well, Obviously, as Aaron said, thanks to everyone for coming out tonight, especially with the random rain that we're getting um, out of nowhere. What's that? <laughs> That's Florida for you. That's how you know people aren't from Florida when you see them on the highway and like they pull off to the side because of the rain. But if you're from Florida, you know you just drive like 500 more feet and it's like sunny. So that's how you know the tourists are here in town. Um, but uh, so as Aaron mentioned, um, obviously, we're just going to get into um, a little bit more detail about baby step two, which is the death snowball. Um, but uh, I think the best place to start just when you're talking about debt is um, is, is scripture, because scripture has a lot to say about finances and how to be good stewards. Uh, so if somebody wouldn't mind just going to Proverbs 22, 7, um, some might be familiar with that, but that's one of the verses that if you listen to any Dave Ramsey, he says it's like a hundred times. So someone could read that. So pretty straightforward. You know, the borrower is safe to the lender or the borrower becomes the lender's slave. Um, so uh, obviously debt is, is one of those things that... Um, that can kind of keep us to a certain extent in in a certain view in bondage. Um, so, and aside from, you know, behavior, your personal behavior of how you handle finances, debt and income are the things that are gonna keep you from, you know, getting that financial freedom to pursue uh, whatever God has has planned for you to do with, he's re with his resources that he's given you. So, um, 
not going to go really too far deep into that because the, the scripture does a really good job of, of explaining that. Um, so just wanted to go ahead and just break it down, like what that debt snowball idea looks like. For those who weren't here last week, um, debt snowball is just you want to just take all the loans that you have and just start small. Um, and you kind of start building it up like an avalanche, start a little bit small, build it up, build it up, and then it becomes this huge thing, and that's how you start to take out debt. So there's just this um, this thing on uh, Dave Ramsey's website. Hopefully we can pull it up. And anyone can access this, um, the debt snowball. It's not, not only Dave Ramsey as well. Some some other folks uh, have different calculators online you can look into. But um, if we, are we able to pull that up? Sweet. Awesome. So, um, yeah, so this just breaks down um, kind of just how the debt snowball system works. So, essentially, what you do is you'll see right there it says uh, step one. You're just going to take your debts. Um, sometimes they're broken up, um, and maybe you have a, a car loan, or maybe you have student loans, or maybe your student loans, sometimes what they do, they might even break them all up um, because you got them at different times during your school year or something like that. So, you just want to list them from smallest to greatest not worrying about the interest rate necessarily, just whatever's the smallest, um, and, and going all the way down to what's the biggest one that you have, that behemoth. And then you wanna make, obviously, the minimum payments on, on those debts, um, if, you, if you have the minimum payments you have to make. And then um, you just pay as much as possible on your smallest debt. So you just start at the top, whether it be 50 bucks, or um, if you're already doing like a $50 payment and then that loan is like $1,000, you just want to attack that one initially. Um, and you just keep doing that. As you, however long it takes you to get rid of that first one, then you take the, you know, you take what you were putting towards that first one, now start putting it towards the second one. They, they give an example, which is great. So, uh, yeah, right up there. So. This is just an example. So this person has $500 medical bill, $50 minimum payment for it, $2,500 credit card bill, um, $7,000 car loan, and a $10,000 student loan. Um, <clears throat> so what you're going to do with the debt snowball, so it assumes, there's a part right there that says, uh, let's say you have an extra 500 bucks each month in your budget. Um, and we can go into more detail about that, but let's just say, you know, you know that I'm making the minimum payments, but I also want to add a little bit more to it to start taking this thing off, taking this thing down. So you're going to put towards that first one, the smallest one is the 500 medical bill. And can everybody see that, by the way? Okay, great. So the first one is that $500 medical bill, and you already are making the minimum payment of the 50 bucks a month, and you're... 500 bucks extra that you're saving up to put towards it. So that's $550 going towards that first medical bill, right? So boom, you hit that, you take that out, that's done with. Then if you scroll down some more, now you take that $550 that you were paying towards that first one, now you go towards um, the next one, which was the credit card debt. So now you're putting $550 each month towards that, oh, that and also the minimum payment, which was 63 bucks. So you can see it right there. It says now you're paying 613, 550 plus 63, 
towards that. And it takes about four months, but in four months, boom, now you're done with that credit card debt. And then it just keeps going. So then now you're taking that 613 bucks and you're adding that uh, to the other minimum payment for that car note, $748 a month in 10 months in that scenario, that's it. Your car is paid off and so on and so forth. So that's essentially what the death snowball is, is you just want to not even worrying about the interest rate. Um, and it, it can be tempting because I'm sure the interest rates are, are building up and you're seeing it every month, uh, but you're just, you're just hitting it. Um, and ideally, the, the part of this too is a little, uh, is, is a little bit of, of um, is a little bit of gaining that motivation and that momentum. Because it just feels good to just say goodbye to something, to just say, okay, I'm at least done with this. I don't have to worry about this anymore. Um, and then kind of encouraging you to say, okay, now that I've got that over, let me just keep going and keep going and keep going. Um, so that's, that's essentially how the debt snowball works. Um, and there's, there's a little bit more I wanted to just add, but before we go forward, any questions about that? Because this is on paper, obviously. Uh, we each have to kind of then put it into our system and figure out, okay, how does this actually look in my life? Um, so before I go on, is there any questions? That's a good question. That's a good question. Well, Pastor Mike just paid off his debt, so. <laughs> no. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, but that's actually a really good question. We're going to um, talk about that, but go ahead. Well, I would say that it is, it is, there's nothing wrong with setting that goal. I think at the same time, though, it's, it's, it's not getting down on yourself if, let's just say for some reason, if it doesn't happen, you know, because let's say you set a goal of two, two years. It's not a matter of if, but something will happen in that two years. Um, it's, it's just going to happen that might um, cause a little bit of a roadblock towards that plan. But there's nothing wrong like with like what what Aaron had of of him and his wife in there and their display of saying like something that keeps you on track and says you know okay am I on my way there so um, I I would definitely say there's nothing wrong with setting that goal um, but at the same time just realize that things could happen um, and also it's math you know do your best to calculate it out I know some people. Like my wife gets on me for this because I, I always like pop up the Excel and the spreadsheet and she hates that. Um, but whatever might work for you to just kind of say, okay, if I'm putting this much towards either this timeline, man, how could I get to that two years or that three years? Um, but at the same time, not being down on yourself if, if it doesn't happen because life happens. It will.
Oh, go ahead, and then the gal. No, no, you go ahead. Yep, definitely. Yeah, as a a common thing Dave Ramsey says is uh, start selling so much stuff that the kids start thinking we might be next or something like that. <laughs> um, Miguel and then um, Jimmy. Jimmy? Definitely, definitely. Okay. Thanks, Jimmy. Uh, any other questions? Cool. It's actually interesting because uh, we're kind of touching on, um, you know, we, we're, we're talking a little bit about um, that question about where do you get an extra $500 from or um, or that motivation, you know, something that uh, obviously Dave Ramsey mentions a lot, as, as Aaron said about that verse about the gazelle, is there is that sense of, like, being intense about it. You know, it may not be an extra 500 bucks a month, but what can it be? You know, what, as you look into your budget, you know, what is it that you can potentially sacrifice? Or in your time that you have, um, can you pick up an extra extra shift? Can you pick up another uh, uh, another job? And for a lot of folks, it's like, that's pretty intense, but that's the part about being, you know, being gazelle intense is, is going after it um, because you know, the sooner you get rid of this debt, the sooner you can start using these, um, using your resources for something else. Um, and and it's it's not going to act like it's easy. It's not easy. Um, and it, it definitely takes that level of sacrifice, that determination, that um, denying yourself a little bit. Um, I'll mention really quick, like, like for me and my wife, we had, uh, you know, we, had, we didn't quite have $115,000 in debt. Uh, we had about fifteen thousand. Um, we gave a hundred of ours to, to Aaron. So, uh, but but I remember like uh, we actually we just got married and uh, we got our first income tax return. 
um, like filing jointly and stuff like that. So it's like, oh snap, you know, maybe we make a little bit more. And every kind of everyone kind of wants that a little bit extra. And I think we got like 2,900. Um, and it's like, oh, we could do this. We can, you know, buy this computer. We can save it and all these kind of things. And then we looked at the debt, and I'm looking at it. I'm like, man, that would be a big hit to what we have left. And similar to exactly what Pastor Mike is talking about, it's it's right there in that moment. You're in a fork in the road. You got to make that decision, and it it's it sucked. But <laughs> but looking back, you know, don't regret it in terms of you know. So what? It, it's 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 gone and kind of helped us get uh, get debt free. So so yeah, you just gotta make that little sacrifice, whatever you can. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to call out, we, we have in the agenda tonight a real Q&A session just uh, to go over some of the homework questions. So I did put on the, 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 the screen for the live streamers. Uh, we did get some feedback to uh, make sure that we either repeat the question or if we can get the mic to people asking questions so that they can hear what the question was and we'll just work that out. But we wanted to make sure for people who started the homework and started digging through their budget, if there were any questions or any of the other items that were in the workbook that anyone's reviewed that they had questions about. Yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to do a, basically a small Q&A here for like the next five minutes, unless everyone's questions are already answered. Then we'll take a little break, and then we'll move into small groups to kind of go over and start digging into actually making sure you have a written budget before you get out of here tonight. Which part was crazy? Can you narrow, can you, can you refine crazy for me? Sure, sure. So, so Wes's comment was that it's too detailed, means baby steps for the baby step of the budget, which is not bad. That's, that's, when you go through FPU, I can even show you, there's actually a, a one-page budget called a quickie budget, just to start getting the muscles moving and... and yeah. Again, that's the goal, right? So that's the goal. So we're, we're moving towards being very, very detailed. It's like your first day in the gym, right? Okay, this is, this is the, the bench press. You know, this is how you put the bar on the rack, okay? So then, then three years later, it's like, okay, you know, put two, two, two tires on the side of it. Let's do some reps here. So um, noted, I will take that. Uh, but we did kind of want to make sure you had a good, a good base of where you need to be in four weeks. If I only have you for four weeks, and I can only tell you how to make a budget in four weeks, I got to show you, like, I, it's hard to kind of baby step in four weeks because now we're like three quarters done. So, <laughs> or, you know, a quarter done. So let's go over it, though. We can kind of go over it. Um, for, sure. It, it's on page, well, there's two things. Let's go with the easy part. The easy part, and for those in the live stream, I'll bring copies of the workbooks to church on Sunday. So that if anyone wants a copy, we do have extras. Of course, they're free. They were donated by Grace Family Church. Uh, but if you go to page 21, and it's basically an income sources sheet. And this is very, very straight. Did anyone not get a copy of the workbook that needs one? There's some in the box back there. Sorry about that. Jeff will get those circulated around. Yeah, these are great little workbooks donated from Grace Family Church. Super simple for most people. I think uh, you have a, a couple of different income sources. So you may be having your, you know, 
and this is as a per month, right? So we try to do it monthly. So you have paycheck one, it's $500, okay? And it's monthly. Then you might have uh, an inheritance that is monthly, <laughs> if, you're, if, if you're so fortunate, uh, you know. <laughs> hold on, hold on. There's a question, there's a question in the back. What's your question? Say again? Yes, page 21. Page 21. And so you basically, you just kind of go down, and let's just start. So the question is, should we be counting on our income tax return as an income source? And the answer is no. Uh, Dave Ramsey would tell you to adjust your withholding so you're not giving the government an interest-free loan. So you've loaned the government your money for a year until whenever you file your taxes. Um, well, it depends on how you do adjust your quarterly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Sure. Right. How many people have a small business here? So does everybody All understand right. that? So no, I'm, what I'm saying is we're going to shelve that question for uh, yeah. personal time because it yeah, only affects we're... two people. Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> that's pretty intense. Okay. So you have a question? What? So it's just, oh, yeah. it's just you two currently in the room that have the EIC question for Uncle yeah, Sam. Uh, and, and Mark. And Steven. Go ahead. Yeah, keep going. Doug. I'm giving you a hard time, Pastor. Sorry. No, you don't. <laughs> Well, again, so it's, it's, it's do you want to have $20 coming to you uh, every month or do you want to have $200 coming to you next year? So the thing is people sometimes don't realize that that $20 is better now to do your debt snowball, to do your giving, to do your state, whatever you're doing, as opposed to the Uncle Sam is moving that money around. Not I will leave it there. Uncle Sam is doing something with that money, uh, and then they, they give you a refund of it. So they've been, you've been loaning them money, that money that you would have otherwise had in your paycheck. If you get a refund, all of y'all in the room except for the self-employed people, everybody that gets a refund, it's because you have not done your taxes properly. Which is what if you owe money? <laughs> if you owe money, you're closer because then you're actually getting, huh? You owe money. A year? Yeah, you were pretty close. Yeah. Right. That so, a, in other words, you're you're not wanting to pay, so you pendle them all the way to the other side, and you're giving them their money and interest free well, for a year. Some of it's not getting. Some of it, your income base as well. Your right. income is what you pay taxes. Right. Well, yeah, a little bit, but you could still adjust your withholding amount. You could still so that you could. Just just don't think it's just don't think you won the lottery by getting an income tax refund. That's your that's your money. That's your money. Yeah. Right. But when you get through, you know, you have all your various uh, maybe unemployment, Social Security, pension. Uh, if you receive any, you know, other income sources, you total all that at the, at the bottom. So if your number is five thousand dollars, this is your income right here. That's how much you have coming in every single month. Are we good on that number? Yes. Well, you can you can make it more complicated if you want to do that. 
for yourself, but we, we go by the, what you take home, what's your take home pay? Yeah, yeah the net. Yeah, yeah no, that's, that's the question I called you the other day. Oh, okay. Right. It just adds a lot more steps if you do your gross and, you know, you really don't change how much your medical deductions are and things like that. Right. Okay. Now you see how it's working. Now you see it's all coming together. All right. Are we good on page 21 income sources? Let me check the text string. Nothing. Okay, nothing's coming in. This can be done with a piece of yellow paper, too, or white paper, or any other paper. All right. This is just a t an example for you. Pretty much. Until you get your side business going to help you pay off debt faster, then you have another line of income. And then you can ask the tax questions. All right, so for page 25, and this is it, this is, the, this is where it just starts getting more detailed. Okay, you have your big categories, you have your page 25. So we just did income, now we're going to do your expenses. Does that make sense? So we just did income, so now that's all set aside, we're at five grand as our play number. Now we're going to do your expenses. And so, again, you start with your saving. What, are, what, are you, what does your giving look like every single month? Maybe it's 500 bucks, okay? There's just a lot of lines here, so maybe that looks confusing. Page 25, you get the, uh, the toddler grace waiver. I, I know how it goes. Y'all are, are my heroes. Yeah, so that was my question. So this is how much do we want to put monthly towards the emergency? Correct. Because I thought you could put $1,000. Well, some people have to budget for 1000 some people have to budget for a thousand. If you don't have a thousand right there available, and you, if your budget numbers, some people numbers are tight, so it may take a little bit of work to get to that first thousand. So they say, okay, I'll budget 500, but then I might sell something or sell some things on eBay, Craigslist, with all these different apps going on, to then help me get up to a thousand. But right now, you, I can only budget a thousand, 500, and it takes me two months to get my baby step one. Does that make sense? All right. So then you keep going down. Uh, if you, depending on your baby step, you know you'd put in your amounts for all the various categories here. Uh, again, it's pretty static for some people for their for first mortgage and all your housing expenses. Unless you can do something radical, maybe you're single, maybe you can get a roommate, maybe you can, you know, do something to to alter that. But everyone's, you know, housing situation is what it is. You've got to figure out, can I reduce this? And that's that's what you're doing every time you're going through the budget. What can I reduce? Is there anything I can reduce here? So utilities, what can I reduce? Can I get, uh, I, we need to call, I need to call Tico back to get a new deduction because I had to buy a new AC unit um, for only $500, thank the Lord. What's up, Josh? No, 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 no. No, no, no. That, it's, it's in the housing, you could just call it first mortgage instead. All right, so there's not, there's not a discrimination against renters. <laughs> got it, got it. All right, we're, just for a quick time check, we're at 7.51, so is everyone good for without a break? And we just keep going with Q&A and kind of walking through this? All right, great, I love it. Food, this is always a big one here. So, you know, this is, this is two lines, and it could be a lot more lines, but it's, uh, it's restaurants and groceries. 
And the, in my humble opinion, if you can get the grocery number right to where you don't have to go to restaurants, you're going to save a lot of money. This is the one, this is the category that can single-handedly, you can eat yourself into debt. Madeline and I had a sushi uh, addiction in DC and we were spending hundreds of dollars a month just because it's like, oh, well, let's get a few rolls and, you know, whatever, then the meal comes out and it's Uncle Benjamin just gets put in his little coffin right there and just, he's done. There's $100 gone. And that was four times a month, maybe more. So, so again, you, you, heard, you heard how Britain did it, right? You heard how Britain did it. She, if you like eating out, you eat a full plate before you go out and you have the chips and salsa and you have, and you have water and you sit there and enjoy the fellowship of your, your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, right? So it's just, again, you gotta be weird, you know? I haven't told you all my weird stories yet because I'm new here and so I don't want y'all to think I'm too weird, all right? But there were things that we did to make sure we did not spend too much money. So it's one of those things. Nah, that, not like that, but. <laughs> hey, so there, there are ways to, to hack your condiments. There you go. This is the next big category. The next big category that's killing people right now today is your car. People are driving around their debt. Okay, driving around your debt. So if you have a car payment, that's just money that is not going towards other stuff. Either it be paying off debt or paying off uh, or, or adding to your savings. So again, you have to look at your car situation and figure out, do I need to do something dramatic here or can I pay it off in 18 months or some, some reasonable amount of time. That's the, typically the guy that Dave Ramsey pr projects. Is it, will I be done with this car in 18 months or not? If yes, keep it. If no, and you're not really attached to it anyway, downsize, try and figure out a way to get a cheaper situation so you're not in a car payment every month, all right? I know we all get attached to our little cars that we name and give license plates and all this other stuff too, but you know, shop around your insurance. You might find a $50 thing or here or there. So you can shop some different things around. Again, as you're going through this, it's trying to help you use those, these dust off these muscles or start, start flexing them to say, okay, what can I do to help myself get out of debt? Have I called any other insurance agencies in the last three years? No. Let's get some quotes. Let's get some rates. Let's be a better driver. Let's not get in any car accidents because then you get a lower insurance rate. You see how this works? So you kind of start helping yourself. Wow. It's tough. It's tough. Just bake them some cookies. Bake them some cookies and, you know. <laughs> what were you going to say, Jeff? Right. 
The smartest smartphone, yeah. Right. It's a cycle, yeah. I mean, when you really, and that's a great, great point, Jeff. It's a great machine. I had it for three. Yeah. Yeah, the the phone the phones. Uh, thanks for pointing that out too, Jeff. Because uh, these phones are getting you know really really nice because they're they're marketing. It's people are trying to sell things, and you just gotta be weird a little bit. So at the end of all this, this is where it gets a little complicated, Wes. So this is where the part is. You add all that up, and that will be you have your category subtotals, and then you have your totals for the whole page, and that's where it goes kind of at the bottom there, at the very bottom line. And if you guys fill it out, we'll do this later. If you start doing it for yourselves, we can double check your pages. But you want to just end up with a page one total. So maybe this page is kind of an expensive page. So let's call this $3,000 on this page, right? So you have a lot of information. So now, real quick, we'll just jump to, uh, I'm going to skip 26 for one, one quick second. And I'm just going to drop you in the bottom of page 27. On here, you'd want to make sure you're transposing your page totals at the very bottom. So you would have had your, um, your household income would have been, you know, we, we're at $5,000. would be marked at the very bottom there on that household income line. And then we have the page one line of $3,000. Are we with me right now? Is everyone getting that? Okay. So let's continue on with page 26. Clothing. You know, again, these are categories that some people just feel better when they go shopping. And that's a, a thing. I don't, I don't, it's not me personally, but you got to really watch this. Madeline's good because she goes to Goodwill now. And so we were able to shop, chop that bill into like, you know, 10% because she gets out. She has fun moving around and buying nice stuff, actually, for, uh, you know, a fraction of cost. So she gets the itch scratched, and we actually get some good stuff out of there. But it's a fraction of, you know, going to the, the big name mall department stores and things like that. Medical, again, this is a, a crazy time right now. I don't want to promote any 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 company in particular, but really just do your research on your medical plan to see if there's better options that are more affordable to you. Even just you got to look into it. It's it's a crazy world we live in right now. I just changed jobs, so I'm I'm in the middle of Cobra, which just is painful to be in. It's more expensive than your normal plan, and then uh, we're looking into some of the Christian sharing networks after that. But again, you've got to look at it for yourself and see if there's anything you can do to kind of reduce that deal for yourself. Uh, life insurance, again, you want to make sure you have that, but you also list all these other personal expenses. And yes, yes. Don't know how much we can say about that, how important it is, but you have to do it. He does. So Dave says uh, you typically want to get 10 times your income. And then if you have a stay-at-home spouse, you'd get um, I think it's either $400,000 even. It's like whatever, oh, $40,000 times 10, excuse me. And because it's like you're replacing a Mary Poppins. So how much does it cost to replace Mary Poppins? So, you know, for Matt, Matt and I will each happen to have a million dollars of term life on us. 
in term life? And if she's a stay-at-home mom, I need to do... 10 times about 40,000. 40,000 for her. Correct. Um, if you, I would, I would highly recommend you shop it around. When I got it, I was in my 20s, and our policy was only like $40 a month for a million dollars a term. So, but it. Well, I'm talking about term. So Dave Ramsey talks about term. That's a different product. So, yes, yes. Again. Again, it's a, it's a big sidebar and to people who just can't do Dave Ramsey because of the whole insurance thing, but. <laughs> Go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, so I would highly recommend at least shopping it around. Uh, Dave Ramsey's site does have all the different quotes you can get. He has endorsed local providers for uh, all the various insurances and, and mortgages and all, all types of things that you have for financial products. So just shop it around. And again, that's one of those things you, you need to have it on the budget, but you got to shop it and find the right deal for yourself. All right. Questions on pay this page? Go ahead. I have a question. So, like in budget, not me in this situation. Um, I think we're doing okay. Uh, but, like, so I have expenses, or we have expenses that are super random. Okay. Like your cash. Sure. But we don't really spend monthly money on it. And I okay. Say every four months or three months, we have like a night savings. So, we literally have a miscellaneous category. Okay. Okay. Sure. And yet, well, so two things, right? So two things with that. So what Dave would recommend is that you have a clothing envelope, and so that money compounds. And so when you want to buy like a pair of shoes or a, an outfit, then you have actually a hundred dollars cash kind of just sitting there. So it's accumulating, so it's not wasted. It's just that it's accumulated to them when you need to make a bigger purchase, it's all right there. So, and as far as the miscellaneous, it's fine to throw it in there, you can do it, it's your personal budget. It's just, uh, we have a cat too, and it's like, 
you don't want your miscellaneous to be $500 or like ten, like $2,000, so where it's like, oh, it's miscellaneous, because then you kind of lose that detail of where's the money going. So, but uh, I'm fine with it. I mean, this is like something you have to do every single month, like for the rest of your life. So you can just write it on there for the next month or not write it on there, because you're going to make one forever going forward. Like that's, that's which is what we have to do. Like we have to manage the money that we get coming in. So it's, you make a budget every month before the month begins for the rest of your life. That's part one of being weird. All right, same thing. You total everything up, put it on the page two bottom. Go on this side, page two total, put it there. This is a $1,000 page. And then we go to the last page, page 27. Entertainment, you got to get creative here. This is another one that can be expensive. Is it Netflix and, and hanging out? Is that an easy one? You invite people over, everyone brings a potluck deal. And now, instead of going to the movies in a restaurant, for $100, you've gone and just watched Netflix and everyone did potluck for about five bucks and some you know, gas money or whatever. So you got to get creative with all these different things. And, and how can I bring these numbers down? Then you do your debts here. You still have the, the payments listed. And then you'd have a debt snowball form like Jeff talked about earlier to, tonight. So this is like another you know, $1,000 page. You write your page total on the page three total line. And so this all should equal out to zero. And all it is is the income minus all of your expenses equals zero. It's nothing more complicated than that. It's just a balanced budget. I know we don't hear that word too much in America, but it's balanced budget. That's a zero-based budget. So even if you get an extra $1,000 of income, Josh, if you get an extra $1,000 of income, you just budget it that, OK, now that I got this extra $1,000, my income's gone up, my giving's gone up, and then my debt repayment has gone up, and I'm still at zero. So I'm, I'm balanced out. So income went up, but I'm going to add more to what I'm spending, uh, putting towards my outgo. Make sense? All right. So Wes, is that more clear now for the meticulous detailed budget that I've Yeah. Yeah. Hash what is it? Hashtag adulting, you know? You gotta sorry. <laughs> All right. I talked a lot. Jeff, what else? Do we wanna kinda of break up into little groups and get more detailed? Okay. Okay, and I know I I know it can get more complicated when you do the whole gross and net thing. So that's probably what was. Okay. Right, right, right. So the questions about uh, baby step four, as far as your fifteen percent investment, uh, we can look at it. I may have to check my notes, so I don't want to go too crazy off memory. But uh, Dave just says fifteen percent off of your take-home pay. So whatever you've already calculated. But then you, want, you, it, you don't want to like 
crush yourselves as far as doing other things if you're pre-tax contributing to your 401 or whatever other investments you have going. So you just want to find that right number to say, okay, this is 15% generally of all my pre and post. So there might be a little bit more calculation, but you figure out what that number looks like. And then it's, uh, you know, into your employer's uh, uh, 401k if they have it, and then also growth stock mutual funds on the open market, um, wherever you can find them, if you have an advisor, if you do it yourself. Good? Sure, sure. I think it helped that we were in a, a little bit of a group, you know, because everyone's looking at each other and we're, we're all trying to be weird, so it's not weird to look across the table and say, well, this is what I did this week, and you're waiting for someone to laugh, but they say, well, I did that, but I did this too, and like, okay, so now we're all weird. So it's okay to be weird, because we're all kind of weird. So like, uh, for me, I, I gave blood, and uh, whenever I was giving blood, they gave us a movie ticket. I was like, well, you know, we're, we're, as I'm sitting there squeezing the ball, I'm like, well, you know, my wife and I, we're working through this Dave Ramsey stuff, and we're trying to pay off this debt. And so one ticket becomes two tickets, and two tickets becomes a, a gold ticket. <laughs> and, you know, you kind of do that up, you get a little bank of tickets, and, you know, uh, what else was it? There's another thing that I could do to get, like, a free popcorn or something like that. So it's like you start doing all these little things, and now we're having a date. So now it's kind of a fun little story that me and my wife get to actually go out and have a date even though we're broke, even though we make good money. And so we were doing that. What else did we do? We did sell a lot of stuff. We did hold the house parties. We invited people over. and Because we all were trying to just do the same thing, so we didn't want to mess each other's plan up. And when you have that community helping you stay focused, stay grounded, it's, it's truly helpful. Uh, especially like for me, we, we did meet the goal. You asked about a goal. I'm a goal guy. And uh, we want to be debt free in two years. And the goal. I'm a goal guy. And, uh, you know, Madeline was really struggling at her job, and we were like 10 grand away from being done. I was like, you know what? We're fine. Let's go ahead and, and you can leave. And she was going to start uh, doing some remote work and things like that. So she left that job, and then I went, I got sick. And I like, that's just not something that usually happens to me. And so I was in the hospital, and like, it was like a big deal. And it slowed down everything. There was medical bills that came in, and I'm like, we're not going to be debt free <laughs> in two years. And so it took two and a half years, but it's still, I still feel good being debt free now, uh, even though I didn't meet the goal. But it was because we had the community there and everyone was like knew that we were close to our goal. I didn't want to quit then. You know, it's like, because there's no going back. Like once you start and you start saying like we're, we're, we're doing FPU coaching, there's no quitting. It's, you can't like stop the Dave Ramsey and like it just doesn't work that well because it kind of, I don't know, it's, it's hard to explain, but once you start and you say you're starting, you kind of are vocal, and my wife and I are both high I personalities, so we're very much out there. Once you start and people see you're out there, then the people hold you accountable too. So it's like, hey, how's that, how's that Dave Ramsey thing going? Because they're waiting for you to say, now we have credit cards now. They're, they're waiting for you to fail. Like, they're either waiting for you to fail or tell you that it doesn't work. And we didn't want to have that story, so we just pushed through, you know? And it, again, it's having that bigger why to say, even in the dark time, the low time, when I'm sick and we have an extra $10,000 of medical bills, something's going to come through. And he always provided, and we made it. So, yeah. Good question. 
All right, did anyone actually already write their budget? Okay. Okay. All right, that's fine. We can, we can talk to those who kind of have already started and give them questions, or if you have more questions about your specific situation, feel free to ask. Uh, we can end the live stream here in a minute and so we can get more detail without sharing everyone's personal deal um, with, with the rest of the world. All right. Sure. So you, you saw you saw that girl, she was making thirty five, Brittany or Britain, excuse me. And so again, this is where this is where the practical application kind of comes and, and the rubber meets the road here. This is where, you know, not saying it's not spiritual or, or scriptural, but it's like there's just she put on her work clothes. She started her own business and she created work for herself. She created extra income. Right now, you have this tool right here. We can figure out work with this. You can go on Fiverr, you can go on Craigslist, you can go on uh, uh, all these different websites now to market yourself with some service. If you don't know how to do something, you can go on YouTube, find a video, learn how to do it, practice it. You can learn how to put on iPhone screens. If you can put on an iPhone screen, you could charge someone $50. You see everyone walking around with a cracked screen. I paid $110 because I, I got the hose wet on mine. I had to get my screen redone, it was $110. I would pay someone gladly $50 to do that. For me, that was in my, a church person that I knew. Hey, you can do it with my iPhone screen for 50 bucks? Yeah, because the going rate retail is 100. So there's business that is out there if you just, you gotta, you gotta, but you have to do something. So it's like, you can't say, well, you know, you see recipes, you see all kinds of things that can be created, Etsy shops. Madeline's doing these oils and Etsy shops and she's making things with the oil. So she's getting oil, then she's making things and selling those things and the oil too. And she's carrying around a, a baby like this and she's carrying one like this. And so it's like, I'm, I, I'm sorry for the $35,000 a year couple, but like you can still, don't make that an excuse. Because if you want to be there, you can be there. But let's not just make, the, if that's the excuse, then you, they're not ready. They're not ready yet. I was single. I was making good money, but I was still in debt. But I knew I didn't want to be there, so I had to say, okay, what can I do to get out? And then I got a bigger number of debt, and I was like, okay, well, do I just quit here? No, I didn't quit. We dusted ourselves off. This is our number. Let's get after the business of getting after it. And I started another business in addition to my other job and made more money than, I made $40,000. So I made, in my side job, more than the couple that is in their regular job. So it's, it's one of those things where you have to kind of have that internal push and I can't give it to you, I'm trying to inspire you, but you have to, you gotta turn that switch on inside that says, I wanna be debt free. I don't wanna, I don't wanna be in bondage anymore. And until you kinda get that internal button pushed, I can't do much for you, but keep poking around the button. <laughs> and I'll do that. The, 
Yes, and, and encourage and pray. And the Lord was involved with all this stuff. I'm not, I'm not never discounting that. It's just a matter of you got you to do your part. You got to work. You got to plow the field. You got you to do the work. And you'll reap what you harvest. In this, in this context, I believe it, it absolutely happened for us personally. 